0: hello 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 and welcome to the wellness what podcast my name is james trung i'm your host for today and what we're all about is bringing you the potential missing pieces to this puzzle we call wellness or wholeness so we're going to talk about things that are alternative spiritual from thought science philosophical and a little bit strange so just as a quick disclaimer information here is of a general and informational purpose only is not a replacement for professional advice Please, 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 if you do have a condition, see a licensed professional. Any actions you take based on the information here is at your own risk, so please do your research. Hey, what's up, podcast? I uh, hope you guys are doing well. Um, if you guys are really into energy work, uh, mindset, uh, spirituality, law of attraction, the secret, Jerry Nester Hicks, Dr. Joe Spencer, that kind of stuff, you're going know, to really like this episode and talk a little bit about the physical, energetic, and spiritual part of who you are. And I hope you guys really get a lot of value out of it. Alright, on to the podcast. Uh, one of the things that I really wanted to uh, discuss is that there's three kind of spaces or three kind of um things that we um that we have that are part of us. So there's like the physical aspect of who you are, your life, you know, the day-to-day stuff that you do. Um, then you have the non-physical aspect which is called the energetic side. Um this deals with things like uh oh that's right. Yeah, so you have like three aspects. Basically you have the physical, um, so the things that happen in your physical world, like your day to day and whatnot. Then you have your energetic, which is things that happen in the non physical things. So this is stuff like uh energy, vibration, things like your thoughts, um, your mindset, your attitude, like like those kind of areas that you don't really see physically, but they kind of affect your physical life. Um, and then the third part is what's called your spiritual side. So you kind of have like three parts of who you are um, as a person, and they all kind of like really interlink together. So like the physical aspect obviously is really easy. I mean, like just stuff that we do, you know, obviously you gotta do pay the bills, like do your day-to-day stuff, you know, Deals with things like you know your body and um, how you keep yourself fit physically, like that kind of stuff. The non-physical part actually is um, is a little bit interesting. I mean, because it deals a lot with your thinking and your thoughts and your attitude and how that how that actually affects a lot of the physical stuff. And the funny thing is that um, a lot of the a lot of the non a lot of the stuff actually stems from the non-physical aspect of of I guess your life or like who you are. So. As you deal with the, as you rework the the thoughts and the thinking patterns that you have and the attitude that you have, it changes the physical manifestations that you have in your physical reality. Like, um, as you start to change, like, how you think and how you see and perceive things, that affects what actually happens in your life. And... It's it's kind of a, it's kind of an interesting thing. But if you really look at your life and um, think about uh, some of the stuff that you have right now, um, like okay, well, some of the things that are in your life, you know where you are, the people that are the current types of people that are in your life, um, the challenges that you have, all well, the good things that have happened in your life. If you really ask the question, where did this come from? Um, you will start to actually find that there was a thought or some kind of idea. Or belief system that a lot of that stuff actually stemmed from so you initially had the thinking process done first which then created that physical result that you have in your life so you really have to delve into like what what your thoughts are and what are the actual ramifications of the thoughts that we have and how does that affect the things that we have in our life i mean obviously with like um there's there's, we'll take the example of like working out, right? There's a lot of different people who have different um, I guess belief systems on how to work out and how to get better uh, How to get stronger they have different ideas on nutrition and whatnot um, I'm not very big on working I guess because I'm not that big but um, But yeah, like did the, the, you can see how the different belief systems that people have actually creates a different result In how they create their body or how they create Like how that actually reflects in their physical manifestation of how they work out and like what results they get in that area like it's it's the belief system part is really important because if you have I guess like It's it's wrong to say that something is an incorrect belief. It's just something that may not be as effective as something else then you can see that play out in a different way in that person's life as opposed to someone who applies something that is more effective in terms of like getting that result so that mindset is a really big thing and a lot of the stuff actually stems from that yeah and um the third aspect which is actually a little bit different is what's called spirituality so like the hard thing about this is that there's there's a lot of uh, there's a, I guess a, like there's a lot of pre- perceptions around what spirituality is people think that you have to be like into yoga Meditation all that kind of stuff. I don't really don't think that you have to um, I think that we automatically have Like these things are actually there automatically like your spiritual life energetic life and your physical uh, your physical life like those things actually intertwine together and people think that it's very separate like that you, There's, like, religion and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I really think that they, they actually interlinked together. So the difference between the energetic side and the spiritual side is that spirituality deals more with, like, the almost, like, universal laws that affect every single person. So, like, no matter what you do, no matter, I guess, what you believe, it's it's still going to play out in that way. Uh, I give you an example. So like, um, one thing, one one thing that's a law would be like gravity. I mean, it doesn't really matter what kind of belief system or attitude they have. Like gravity is just there. I mean, you can't really convince yourself that it's not there. That you can they can like defy the law of gravity. It just doesn't not going to happen. So there's certain uh, there's certain things that are actually they're almost like realities that almost like that really play as undertone with uh how it affects and how it plays out in life so something that's a little bit more along that line would be like for example karma or you know doing like what you give is what you get back like i guess other people call it the law of attraction um like that kind of stuff so it's it's a lot of different cultures have the same kind of idea of what that is is basically if you do something bad to someone then eventually you're going to get that back in some form or another Um That kind of makes sense, right? Like (laughs) So that that is kind of What that realm is it's a little bit different from the energetic one the energetic is more dealing with like It's still more of a physical uh dealing in our physical plane where like the other one really goes outside of that um, but all these Layers still affect our physical life so for example, if you are a I guess a mean person or just like evil, like you have like evil intent, then that is going to really play out in your physical life. Like the the there's a physical ramification of having that kind of personality or having that kind of part of you that is attached to the, the negativity of that. Um, energetically, for example, like talking about mindset, if you're thinking negative thoughts all the time or you're focusing on the negative stuff, Then that's also gonna have a physical effect in your your reality, so those two kind of seems similar, but it's a little bit different. Um, I guess another way of the energetic side of who you are would be like, for example, uh, radiation, like stuff like that. So like if you live under a radio, like if you live in a radioactive place, then that. You can't really see that physically, but that 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 non physical influence has an effect on your physical life, right? Almost in the same way that like you know how you think, um, so a lot of that energy side actually goes into the environment that you have, as well as, you know, like, I guess I guess that kind of makes sense. It's like when we think, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So like the energetic part deals with a lot of the subconscious issues like so the subconscious like your subconscious mind is that is, is incorporating that and then it plays out into the physical physical aspect of who you are um spiritually it's a little bit different so spiritually it's probably more to do with i guess depending on what kind of belief system you have there's like um what's called like universal intelligence um i guess god uh, then that that also plays it, I think spirituality deals more with like light and dark, like have you seen like those movies where they always have like this um like like the really like the villain is like a really really dark character and there's always like this this clash between like the, the the hero that's like really positive. Uh, Dragon Ball Z is a really good one actually. You know, Goku represents like Goku like represents the the light capital L, capital I, capital G, capital, G, capital, G, capital T, and then. Like, all the other people that represent like, dark characters. Um, And it deals more of that um, interrelation between those two, I guess, extreme forces of, like, light and dark. Um, Whereas the energy is more, like, just your, you know, just, like, your mindset, your attitude. So it has more of, like, a a physical plane. Whereas the other one is a little bit, like, way, like, up there. But then your physical stuff is just, like, you know, what you do physically, what you eat, how how you exercise, the habits that you have, like... So that that is kind of like the three distinctions um, that we all have, and it's important to actually take care of all of them. Like, you know, obviously, if your physical life is is very challenged, then it's going to be very hard to think positive, and it's going to be very hard to lean more towards the light. Like and lean more towards like things that are good, right? Same thing if your environment like mentally is not good, it's going to be very hard to become, um, to have a very positive physical experience as well as leaning more to the light. And also if your spiritual life is a little bit out of whack, meaning you've been doing a lot of, I guess, bad things and they um, <laughs> that karma is kind of playing out in your life, then it might take a lot more time to get your mindset right as well as the physical stuff. So you kind of have to clean up like a lot of that, those, those three layers. And it's, I guess it's a process to be able to do that. I mean, the first, first part is actually knowing that that's there, um, that there, there are those three things. There's probably, maybe there's more, I'm not sure. Um, but I, I feel like intuitively for a lot of people, like they can relate to maybe those three. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's an interesting experience. Um, how did I get into this? in the first place is a really good question. So um, when I was at, I guess when I was like about 10 years ago, when I was at uni, um, I started off, like I didn't have this as like a background or anything like that. It wasn't really something that I was into back then. You know, obviously just came from like a normal middle-class family, Um, like obviously my parents are Asian, I guess, and they immigrated here to Australia. So I would be the first generation Immigrant family, so like the typical Asian thing, where like you know they go to school, get a good job, that kind of stuff. Um, But the reason why I started to transition out of that was I read a book called Rich Dad Poor Dad, uh, which is pretty famous by Robert Kiyosaki. Talks a lot about how to, um, how to I guess like change your financial circumstance, and it. What it really got me to do was really got me to think a little bit different and be okay with thinking outside of the normal nine to five, that normal, um, I guess, typical Asian mindset, where it's like, you go to school, you get good grades, you get a job, like just, just get out of that. I'm not saying that that's bad, but it just got me out of that train of thought because I knew that that's not really something I wanted to do. And whether it would be successful or not, it doesn't really matter. I just wanted to do something that I felt like was more, I guess, who I was or what I wanted to do. So I dropped out of uni in like a third year and I didn't tell my parents, which is kind of interesting. Oh, hello. <laughs> and um, yeah, so from there, it led me into what's called... I started doing door-to-door for about uh, one and a half years. Uh, I was selling Telstra, home phone, internet, uh, mobile phones. Foxtel. It was... Kind of a tough gig, but um, the reason I got into that was because I wanted to learn how to sell and I wanted to learn how to talk to people. I was really shy at the time. I couldn't do like the presentations and stuff. So like, um, it really was something that I felt like it got me out of my comfort zone. And um, man, door to door is tough. Like, it's not not easy. But surprisingly, there was people in the group that I was in, they were making easy like $2,000, $3,000 a week, like every week. And I knew this because I could see their checks, like, because we were sitting in the car, we'd come back and I wasn't doing that well. But um, it was just like, just the whole experience of like going through that, I think really develops like a lot of character. It's, 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 um, but yeah, like, because I wasn't doing well as a salesperson, I really wasn't making that much money. I decided to get into a lot of personal development because I realized, okay, maybe there's something here that I'm not doing that these other people are doing. They're making money but I'm obviously not getting the same results. So I was like, okay now maybe I need to upgrade how I think, or like maybe there's something that I'm doing wrong that they're doing that I'm not getting the same results. So it got me into like a lot of like going to events, um, personal development, you know, I went to like uh, Tony Robbins did the walk on fire thing. which was pretty cool. Um, NLP. So neuro linguistic programming. There's also uh, actually my first event was the Wolf of Wall Street with Jordan Belfort. Like, um, so that was like the very first one. And another really good one was um, MMI, a Millionaire Mind Intensive with T.H. Eker, And what I found was actually, initially I wanted to go into this to learn how to make more money. But a lot of these events have what's called transformational processes where they really go in and they delve into letting go of your limiting beliefs around specifically around money because that's what it was for really. But um what i kind of got from that was that the money part wasn't actually important anymore like it it i could see that some people come in and they they had like real real issues like like not monetary issues oh really that's sick you should go man <laughs> yeah like they had like these real issues like around confidence and um just just like internally that like like a lot of weight and they, they carried a lot of like, like pressures from like society, like just, just internal pressures. And some of the process had really big impacts on how they thought and the effects on, on you could see it like a really, really short period of time, like three days or two days. Um, people completely changed like their, who they were, like mentally. They may not have gotten the results straight away, but if you think about, if you make these transformational changes every week for like a whole year Man, some of the stuff that people would let go of You could go to like a therapist for, I don't know, like 10 years And, and not work through some of this Because like it's like in there, right So I started to see a lot of this And I volunteered at some of the events And um, and was actually behind the scenes of like helping out with a lot of the processes To guide like a lot of these people through those, those things And you know just some of the people that I met there and just just seeing them from like day one how they came in like how they were holding themselves and like the issues that they had and at the end of the three-day period like just just what happened to them it's it it got me to realize that the money part is only one aspect of of life you know I mean obviously it is important to some degree but that that part where the change happens internally that really resonated with, with me. And I really felt that that seeing people make that shift, like that that moment when someone like makes that shift, it was is really cool. Like so I started to because I was going through the processes as well, I was letting go of a lot of the stuff that that I had I guess had in my own life. And what I didn't realize was that um, a lot of the belief systems and the patterns that come into your life are actually from parents right <laughs> they actually they actually come from your parents and i didn't realize that at the time i was like dude like the reason why maybe i wasn't getting the results that i was getting in the sales thing was because shit maybe because like my parents were like they didn't really care about money that much or like they they had certain beliefs that money's not important or like that certain beliefs like you know you have to work hard to make money. He has certain beliefs like, you know, money's the root of all evil. Like those those beliefs are things that they get passed down to you because of just by how you observe them and how you grow up. And on top of that, from the, the, the friends and the group that you hang around and society, you know, all this stuff, like it all plays into how it, it shapes your subconscious mind because from the ages of zero to seven you basically have what's called this imprint phase, which means that um, you only just observe. You don't really cognitively learn as fast as later on in life. But the the very first zero to seven, like that age group, you're basically assimilating all the information that you're getting from all the people that are around you. And you assimilate it from the people that you believe, that you trust, and that you respect. So for example the people that fit those categories would be like your parents your best friend your brother or sister um people who are in i guess like like authority so like you know police officers or your teachers at school you know people that you you you, i guess look up to like during that that age group and generally you don't really challenge what belief systems they're giving you or what advice they're giving you because you're young and you're just in that mind frame of I'm just going to watch this person, see what they do. And you you make your own decisions. But a lot of these decisions are very subconscious. You don't really consciously look at that person and it's like, oh yeah, that guy's doing that. So then I'm going to believe this. You don't really make that d- decision unless, unless, unless it's a really, really, really negative thing. And you go, no, I completely disagree with that. And I'm going to do something else. So unless you, you as a kid make a full decision to change from that, you kind of just assimilate all these belief systems and all of those things are actually They may not be helping you today. They may have helped you when you're growing up from zero to seven But a lot of that stuff is really old stuff. It doesn't really It doesn't really help you today. Some of it may some of it may not, but we don't really ever go back and really assess Is this still useful to me or is it not? And that's that's kind of like part of the challenges And where I was going with this is because like a lot of the stuff that we pick up from my parents, my parents came from, they basically escaped the Vietnam war. And, you know, generally during the war, you see some crazy shit and you make up some really extreme belief systems where like, you know, for example, like food is scarce and obviously you can't do stuff. You don't have freedom, as much freedom as you can. You know, there's the, there's the stresses of war and they, those Decisions and beliefs that they created during that period of time, they they teach that to you as a kid, but they don't know that they're doing that because a lot of those decisions they made were subconscious. So when I was going through the processes, I realized, oh shit, there's like a lot of this stuff that is here that got imprinted into me when I was a kid, when I was growing up, that I didn't realize it was a thing, man. It just like I didn't realize that that was the case, but maybe a lot of those beliefs are playing out in your physical life. So remember, I was talking before about your your physical, energetic, and your spiritual life. How those three how those three things play in together. The non physical part that we don't see, the energetic side, the attitude and the belief systems that get that get pushed onto you from your parents and your society and your friends and stuff like that. They play out if you accept those beliefs. They play out in your physical life and and affect your physical reality, meaning that they they. They affect the results that you have in your in your life, whether that be relating to like relationships that you have, whether that be relating to like your financial position, whether that be relating to your health, like all those things have an effect on on your physical world, right? And a lot of the time we look at our physical world and we go, oh, I don't like this. So we try to change something in the physical world and it doesn't really change. Um, so a good example of this is if you have a certain type of personality that draws in the same, actually I'll give you a good example. This is maybe some people can relate to this is have you ever noticed that there's some people that continually get into the same relationship over and over and over again with the same type of person, like the person changes, like they break up and they get into another relationship and it's the same person. Like it's just get the same personality, the same, like it's all the same. Like the, the, the person is different, but the, the situation is the same, right? They they haven't they're trying to change the physical result of the, the actual person, but the mindset part, the energetic part, they they haven't changed that yet, right? Hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah, so like the mindset part hasn't changed yet. So they they're continually drawing in the same type of per, like same type of person, the same type of situation, um, and that physical result is continuing to re-manifest itself in the same format just in different people like that's that's an example of like how your thoughts and your attitude is kind of like the very first thing you have to work on so if you really want to make a change um in your physical results you really got to start with the the thinking process and the attitude and you're really going to go into the belief systems because the belief systems are what creates the physical aspects that you have in your life you know, and it's, it's, it's a really interesting, it's, it's really interesting, like, that, that, that's, I guess, for the last, like, 10 years, I spent a lot of my time thinking in and looking at a lot of that stuff, so the physical, the energy, and the spiritual, um, for the guys who just joined, hey, <laughs> So there's basically like, so what we're talking about is like, there's there's three aspects to your life. you have a physical life? You have a energetic life and then you have a spiritual life. Well, actually not life, but like they're, they're almost like parts of who you are. So you as a person actually have three facets to you. So you have your physical life, which is what you do day to day. Um, your, what you eat, you know, stuff that you do. Like if you work out, your body physically changes. The energetic part is the non-physical aspect of your world that actually affects your physical world. So that could be things like uh, frequency, vibration, uh, energy, things like your thoughts, your mindset, um, your attitude. All those things are things that are not like physical things that you can touch, but they affect your physical world, the stuff that you can actually touch. So the, the non, the things that you don't, you can't touch that doesn't really make sense, but the, the, the non-physical stuff that affects directly your physical reality. And then the spiritual side, which is deals with things like, um, the, I guess the laws of how stuff works. So things like, uh, if you believe in it, like God, like the universal laws, like gravity is a, is a really interesting thing. So like gravity is almost like a law that no matter how good your attitude is, you can't change the law of gravity like that that kind of level um, a good common thing in the spiritual part of you is i guess the law of attraction or what's called karma so like if you genuinely are a just an evil person internally that's going to play out in your your thoughts and it's also going to play out in your physical world and uh, your physical results differently so those are the those, i guess those are the three things Um, the spiritual world deal or the spiritual part of yourself deals more with like light and dark So if you look at like like a lot of like movies and stuff, there's always like two major areas There's like, you know, like darth vader who's like this dark character and like the emperor palpatine And they they usually play like this really dark force and then there's the light the jedi like like it, it it deals with those two kinds of things um, it deals with that kind of realm um, so we have, as who we are, we have those three major parts, like the physical, the energetic, and the spiritual, and those things play out in our physical life. So like, basically I just got into that because of the personal development stuff. Um, and I started to see that a lot of the, the belief systems and, and whatnot that were affecting me were passed down from... You know, family. you know, the stuff that I learned from society and things that I learned when I was a kid. So like the observation that I had from zero to seven and uh, the actually the ages from seven to 14, you start to challenge some of the observations that you had as a kid from zero to seven. So the stuff at zero to seven, you kind of just, whatever you see, it gets imprinted onto you and that goes deep into your subconscious and that actually plays out in your physical life. Um, unless you make a decision to change that, um from the ages of seven to 14 we go through the teenage years and we kind of try to figure out our own i guess our own beliefs and our own systems and what relates to us and we i guess rebel against some of the patterns and some of the beliefs that get pushed onto us and that's when a lot of the parents they're like oh you know this kid's going crazy but really what the kid is doing is actually they're trying to figure it out for himself and we establish a different set of beliefs during that period of time. Um, but we're a little bit more conscious with that, which is good. And then from the ages of seven to 21, we go more into like adulthood. I mean, uh, ages of 14 to 21, we go into more adulthood. And the beliefs that we start to create around that period, it deals with like social, like how do we relate socially? You know, what are the, what are the, how do I act in society? You know, what are the beliefs that are gonna really set me. For the rest of my life like those that period is a very interesting period but um a lot of it stems from the stuff that we created when we were at zero to seven or the things that we observed and we don't really ever go back to to figure out whether these things still work for us um the challenge with that is that if you want to change something in your life and you have I guess some issues with doing that, and you keep getting a situation like where you keep getting the same relationship over and over and over and over again with the same type of person. Then that's a really clear indicator that there's some issue that you got to deal with in the subconscious part, because some part of you is continuing to remanifest that same person or that same that same situation continuously again and again and again, and we have a lot of these things that happen to us. So if we just take the three major areas of finance, health, and I guess, uh, what's the other, oh, relationships, yeah, yeah. So the three ones, finance, health, and relationships. And if we explore those categories and we go, okay, so what are the top three things that I hear that we, or that I continually recreate that I don't like or that I keep finding myself in the same situation? So like, for example, one Financially might be like well, no matter how much money you make. I always end up with zero at the end of the month like that's an indicator that it doesn't matter what you do in the physical world that the You haven't worked on the energetic part yet, or you haven't worked on the mindset part yet because that subconscious issue is continuing to play out in your life by continually recreate the same physical result which is an issue I mean, if you want to change that, then you need to go in and delve with some of that stuff. Um, the challenge with that is that because a lot of the beliefs were created when we were a kid, um, or when we were growing up between zero to fourteen to twenty one, it's very difficult to actually go back and figure out what, how the hell did this get here, you know, like where did this come from, how did it get here, what time was it here, what date did it even come here, like, you know, it's really hard to go back and deal with that. And we can kinda of get lost in the process of going back and trying to figure out the exact moment that that we created that belief that is not helping us today. So the better way to look at it, or the more effective way, because um, obviously it's really hard to assess your whole life up until now and try and figure out where this one little thing happened, is that you need to deal with the um, you need to deal with the patterning. So the patterning and the energy around that. And what that means is like if, if we have created this a long time ago, then um, we have developed a habitual way of thinking, habitual way of thinking that is cons- consistently creating that result. So a lot of this stuff is just habits, habits of thinking and habits of your attitude of how you perceive things. And what's more important is actually how you feel. So the habit, almost like building a muscle, like, like a physical habit, your mind or your brain actually creates what's called neural pathways, which literally are physical connections in the brain between the cells that if you think, if you think along a certain path over and over and over and over and over, and over again, you're feeding that, um, that, that thought process or that particular thought, you're like feeding that muscle. If it is a muscle or feeling that connection together and it gets stronger like over like Like if you do it like every single day, like say for example, let's take a really uh, say, say for example with your idea or your thought that you want to get rid of is money doesn't grow on trees Like that's that's the thought right Every time you think about that Then your brain actually creates that connection And then the more emotion you put behind it and the more thought and power the more you dwell on it you just get stronger and it gets stronger, stronger, stronger and 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 if you do that every single day, like for like month in, month out year after year, after year, after year after like five years, dude, this thing is like super strong. It's just the same as if you like worked out your right arm, like every day that like, it would be like really, your right arm would just be like really strong. And if you didn't work out your left arm, like your right arm would be significantly stronger than your left arm. So your, your thought process like that, that that thing is basically called a belief. And that belief, a lot of the time, is subconscious. So we we have to, number one, de-energize that to be able to get out of thinking in that way. In the same way that, okay, if you're overweight now, or if you if you worked out your right arm for that long and you need to start balancing it and right, working out your left arm, there's going to be a time process that goes through that, you know, it's going to... You have to go through to actually start and building this up so that it's just as strong as your right arm um, So in that way thinking negatively We need to de-energize that first so that we can have the mind space to be able to think positively. So one of the quickest ways that um, that I personally have done for that is something called EFT um, or emotional freedom technique now Obviously, I'm not a doctor right? Um, this is not medical advice or anything like that, but, um, it's something that I use for myself. So when, uh, when going back, when I was going through these processes, there's a lot of different processes that I went through. Um, some of the stuff was called, um, there's one called timeline therapy. Uh, timeline therapy is the, uh, I learned that when I was doing neuro-linguistic programming and they basically teach you how to um, every single person has like a timeline of how they see their life and you can actually float back mentally in your timeline, find the event, fix it up, and then you go back to now and it changes your perception on how you see the current reality right now. Um, so there's that, uh, EFT was the emotional freedom technique. It's also called the, originally it was called the Callahan, uh, from Dr. Roger Callahan. And, um, there's that, that, that works pretty well. Um, there's something called bioenergetic synchronization technique, which is best for short. Um, so there's that, and then there's just other, like, just reframing, like the, the reality or reframing thought process and just like, you know, things like meditation and stuff work as well. Um, you know, eating properly generally works as well. Um, but just a lot of that stuff. Um, there's, there's hypnosis, hypnosis works, um, but you should probably shouldn't do that (laughs) like yeah but there's there's a lot of those processes so like um yeah so eft was was one that really helps and you can you can actually find it on on youtube you just type in just type in like emotional freedom technique on youtube and just type in basic basic uh basic process or like whatever and the guy will run you through the basic technique And you basically just tap on like certain parts or acupressure points on the body while you're thinking of the negative, the negative thought or the negative thing. And it breaks up that, uh, it breaks up that connection. Like whenever you feel fear or you feel anxiety or you feel stressed, then you just tap and it breaks up that thought process and allows you to free up your mind so that that you can think on the positive stuff. Like a lot of the content that I'm pointing out lately is that a lot of people have um, issues with focusing on the good, um, especially with all the stuff that's going on right now. And the, the, one of the biggest things that I feel that is an issue there is that because people have a habit of thinking about the negative or they have a habit of focusing on the bad so that every time something that potentially bad could happen or that potentially triggers that, the automatic habit is to think and be focused on the negative stuff. Um, as opposed to being able to focus on positive, and then once they get stuck there because it's a habit, because that that habit is really strong, they kind of just get lost in that. Almost like they get lost in the black hole of just negativity of like oh shit like this thing is bad, you know what the hell is gonna happen to me like and then they just like just collapse right, and which is obviously not a good state to be. In. So when you're in that state of like just overwhelm, it's very hard to go hey everything's gonna be all good and all positive and stuff. Because you think that you're lying to yourself, because you know, right? Because your thoughts is so attached to that, that 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 negative part. Because you're just habitually thinking like that, that that super happy place is such a big stretch from where you are right now. That when you think we try to jump to there, your mind immediately goes. I'm lying. Like it just it just it just knows, and then you feel even worse because you think. That you're trying to think positive, but you actually feel even worse, and you just get worse in the negativity, right? And a really good way to um, to actually call this out is that if you talk to some of these people, or you talk to someone that's in that situation where like they're they're really negative and they're trying to be positive, and you start just asking them questions, if you if you get the right trigger, they will immediately release the positive stuff and just go straight into negativity. They'll flip the switch, and that's how you know that they're not really positive it's almost like a band-aid for what's actually happening or how they're really feeling and it's not really what they're feeling which is an issue because what you want to do is you actually want to change the negative feeling like literally change the negative feeling to a positive one that's that's kind of what they're looking for anyway um so the i guess the i guess a, a good way to do that would be to um to take it step by step. Um, there's a there's a scale called the emotional tone scale from a book called Ask and It's Given by Jerry and Esther Hicks. Um, and they talk about that your emotions are on a scale. Right? I actually have a podcast video, uh, podcast podcast episode on this. Yeah, so your body, your emotions are actually on a scale. So you have like super happiness, joy, appreciation, love for life you know, gratitude is like a really, really high emotion. And at the bottom, there's like depression, like like complete depression. And the scale goes from like super happiness, joy, then to like appreciation, then to like things like just being content, things to just being okay. And then it goes to like being bored and then goes to like irritated and then goes to like angry, rage. And then like, it, it, there's like the scale, right? And some people, if they're in a really bottom scale, like the bottom of the, if they're at the bottom of the scale, it's really hard to jump really high so what you need to do is you need to go up slowly so just if someone's in that that space it's a lot more effective for them to just be upset at the situation right someone's like super depressed like it's a lot better to just be a little bit upset at the situation and then when they get there then they go okay i'm upset at the situation now can i go into being bored or like this is being a little bit irritating So the intensity of that negative feeling goes, gradually changes. And then it goes from like, you know, super depressed to angry, to irritated, to just a little bit upset, just a little bit annoyed. And then it goes into, now I'm just bored. And then when it goes from bored to now I'm just a little bit excited. And then it goes from a little bit excited. Now I'm joyful, positive expectation. Now they get to this, this feeling of gratitude for life and they just love life. Like that's, probably more effective than trying to go from super depressed to like hey lo- life is awesome right so like that would be one of the things that I think is one of the biggest issues um, that people are dealing with and that's how they can change change you gotta you gotta you gotta break it down right um, and that's how it works like well that's how I think it's my opinion anyway so like it could be wrong. But um, try it and try and see how it goes. If, if you're not feeling that well, just just focus on feeling a little bit better. Um, I guess the rule of thumb is if you can just focus on feeling a little bit better than you do right now at this second, at this moment, then it it begins the process of you changing that to, to, to moving towards in a positive direction. And if you can build a habit of just thinking a little bit better or just feeling a little bit better if you can build the habit of just doing that and that be your your ultimate goal in life like every moment of every day of every second just feel in your in your feeling not not just thinking but your feeling just feeling a little bit better then it's gonna allow you to become more and more I guess more and more positive and you're gonna start to see more and more of the good it's gonna allow you to 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 focus on the good much more easily and and, and it's going to really make a big impact on, on your ability to focus on the good um, and if you can really if you get really good at it like you get really good at, at building that habit where it becomes like, like this automatically then no matter how much negative stuff that gets thrown at you you can automatically turn it around and just see the good in it so you can basically live a life of like you know things are good every day. It doesn't matter what happens out there. It doesn't matter what happens in the physical world. It doesn't matter what, what issues are out there. You can always find the good in it. And when you, can, when you can get to that point, dude, man, like sky's the limit with what you can do and, you know, how you can think. Cause that's, that's gonna, that's gonna solve like so much stuff. Like doesn't matter if you have no money. Doesn't matter if you're in a health crisis. Doesn't matter if your relationship sucks right now. If you can automatically turn it around like that and just think of it, what is the opportunity in this? What is good of this? You know, what's what? What can I find that's good in this? Doesn't matter what people throw at you. You can just like, it doesn't matter. Like that's that's, that's a place that is really cool. That if you can really work on it, you get there. Like, like that's worth it. Like, really putting in the, the, the actual physical effort and the mindset effort to re- constantly reframe and just constantly look for the good. Um, I think that's something that's worth doing. But um... Hey guys, so that's it for today. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to it. And if you got a lot of value out of it, please share. Share it with your friends and share it with your family and Share share with someone that you really care about that you think can also get value out of it as well. I'd love to hear your comments feedbacks and observations or if any changes happen so uh, hit us up on twitter instagram facebook tiktok linkedin and i hope you have a wonderful amazing and blessed day all right bye for now